You are now rocking with The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Hey! I told you guys go skateboarding. Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. know what it is i'm d jones i got my main man the ghost with me as always we got the mad scientist ants one behind the scenes it's a cool thing still ghost tell them what we're working with this week man (laughs) and we got a funny interview with none other than massimo cavadoni maybe we should just call him massimo blunt cavadoni because he keeps it blunt in these streets (laughs) He's a funny dude. It was a pleasure talking to him. Uh, then you know what time it is. Post office, followed by the rundown. It's another classic out here, B. Them real boys do not play. Y'all know they got stories for days. As evident in past interviews, and Massimo does not disappoint. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. Head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash thebunt, and then thebuntlive.com. Every episode logs for your listening pleasure. You know we had those real boys, Davis, Robbie Brockle, Damian, James Hardy, and we're going to add another one, man, going through the real team. Ghost, this season, the shout-out of the week is brought to you by paradeworld.com. Not only available in the uk but the us and canada too what you got for me this week another epic week for boxes here in studio e your boy got himself a carhartt hoodie from black sheep skate shop in charlotte north carolina oh man it don't get much better cheers paradeworld.com keeping me fresh to death <laughs> bro you know what i got an unexpected one i wasn't ready for this part but I had to press play. Bruv, it's Braden Safransky, man. <laughs> New part on Thrasher. I didn't know he was like a Las Vegas man these days or what the hell he's up to. But there's a couple clips in there where I was, uh, my jaw dropped a little bit, man. Backside flip, fakey Manny, fakey tray out. I was like, wait, was that Braden or was that Bobby DeKaiser? Shit. Oh, I said, sorry, the trick, out. not the style, not the Holy style. Sorry, Bobby. I, I was, Bobby not, not, <laughs> ever had dreams of coming on the show again, we just shattered him for fuck's sake. Yeah, sense. my bad. I didn't mean it to come out like that, but just the, the level that of That was like, shocking. Yeah. Um, Braden, fucking still, still getting it, man. Uh, good to see. And um, <clears throat> it's definitely worth uh, the price of admission. That part was fucking jaw-dropping, man. I did not see that shit coming <laughs> at all. Braden, all sorts of manual skills. It was just cool to see Braden still shredding. He does a lot of tricks that I think are whack. But uh, his blunt slide to fakey Manny fakey flip also cracked me up when he like does the bow and takes his hat <laughs> off and shit. I'm like, 
Just never change, dog. You're extra as fuck, but... Uh, Do you. It's entertaining. I'll give him that. Absolutely. Braden, shout out of the week. Who would have ever thought, man? <laughs> in 2021. So like we said, we got Massimo Cavadoni in the building. The real boys do not mess around when it comes to tour stories, drinking stories, all sorts of stories, you name it, man. Baseball bats are involved. Weddings are involved in this interview. It's got it all. <laughs> There's only one thing left to do, man. We gonna order some pizza, Ghost. You've been ordering real heavy lately. I'm gonna mix it up, man. We gonna get a baby gem salad, caprese salad, and now they got that garlic <laughs> bread. Woo! Maker pizza available online. You can order it through their app. Available on iOS and Android or in store. Downtown Queen of Spadina, Uptown Avenue Road in Lawrence, East End Gerard and Carla Maker Pizza, Maddie Matheson. Tell them what they're working with, man. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, let's get this interview popping. All right, we got Massimo Cavadoni in the building, man. Did I say that right? Yep. Yes, sir. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. Happy to have you, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, of course. If you listen to the show, you know we start everyone off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment favorite skate moment probably just still being able to skate to this day and enjoy doing it hell yeah like obviously there's things the whole time in between like first kickflip first hyper curb or something or boxes or something but uh Mm -hmm. probably just still being able to do the damn thing hell yeah i like that you sound like you make it sound like you're an old man though dog how old are you uh i just turned 36 in july yeah not old not young still young yeah yeah, no no i'm I'm fine but still (laughs) like fuck yeah <laughs> right, still lucky you. to be alive and healthy and well i guess you know for sure for sure and uh favorite sports moment i'm not the biggest sports person i do like watching the world cup but uh probably when the giants won the world series a few years ago because it was nsf when that happened they won in texas but i happened to be up there and that was just like instant party in the streets probably strictly for uh party reasons i guess but it was just the whole city was going <laughs> off like the second they won there was just fireworks going off. We skated down to a Civic Center. They're like projecting it on a big ass screen in the park yeah. there, or the grass field. And then just everywhere was just it was on. Like then it was like Halloween right yes. before that. That happened. Then it was like Day of the Dead. It was just like a week of like fucking shenanigans nonstop. It's pretty good. Pretty good time <laughs> to be up there. So that's my favorite sports moment. Hell yeah! Sounds like the place to be at the time. <laughs> just random good time. It just happened to go up there right before that. But yeah. So take us back to the beginning. Where did you grow up and how did you get into skating? Uh, I grew up in Orange County in Irvine in Southern California. I moved around a bit before that, but that's around, like, I think we got there when I was in second grade. And um, just a friend had a board and, like, all right, meet me at the school down the street. Saturday, I'll let you borrow my bike, whatever, borrow your board, you know, just kind of shit like that. And uh, Somebody then gave us just trucks and wheels, and me and I got two older brothers, and we all like kind of got into it at the same time. And we literally just screwed that onto like a flat piece of wood, like a one by eight, and that was like the first <laughs> thing that we had. I don't, I forget then after if somebody gave us like just a used board deck to, to use after mm-hmm. that, or then I remember getting my first like proper complete at the swap meet, and um, that was probably like wow. 95, like 1995 in fifth grade, I think. So it's pretty much where I started. That's crazy. 
What'd you guys do on that little piece of wood, man? You just, guys just pushing around or you get Yeah, there was some just shit? pushing around and there was like a really small three stair and just like speed drop just like off the three stair. Yeah. Like, like that's like my earliest like solid memory of it. Like no grip, no nothing on the top, just uh just get enough speed and <laughs> lean back and hopefully roll away. That's Hesh as fuck. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the brand new school at the mm-hmm. time heard of it yeah yeah it was the dude's name was pete milienko i didn't even know who he was obviously but i remember like years later seeing him in some like random clip i'm like that's the dude like he's like my favorite skater i guess right now for like a second just because like i had like a face to the board kind of thing you know yeah. and um yeah just that indies blank wheels and my dad had like a automotive warehouse and they carried like bearing well, a to z for anything for a car they didn't work on cars but he had bear- he would get bearings for cars but he could get the size that like for the board so he's like no don't buy mm-hmm. that here i'll get you them like so we just got some blank ass bearings and we did that definitely for a while as far as bearings go that's sick and whatever shoes like i don't even remember the shoes at the time but maybe adidas like superstars like those ones like alyssa steam back yeah. in the day yeah oh something yeah like that. oh yeah Steezy. So, what would you consider was your first big break in the skate industry? Getting spawned, like if I had to like think about it, like getting sponsored by the shop Network Seventeen, and um, basically meeting. I don't know if you guys know Anthony Costa, the photographer. Yeah, know the name. But uh, like he shoots for Vans and um, well, skateboard mag back then. But uh, he was the team manager of the shop at the time. I didn't even know him. They just had like a shop, whatever. I gave him a tape because I broke my board. I bought, I bought a board, broke a board that day, which like never happens. It's like, dude, I can't be buying boards. I need to try and figure something out. And then <laughs> just gave a video to like a dude I didn't know. He, I got a call the next day after school. And then me and my brother went there the next day and just like got some shit. And um, Damn. he's just pretty much helped me out like the whole time. He was skating for a company called Dynasty out of Dwindle, and then he got me on Blind at back then through Dwindle. Mm-hmm. And then later he was working for Vans, helped me get on Vans. Like probably just that, meeting that dude back then. Like no idea what was going to happen to either our light, whatever you know. But uh, yeah. I'd say just coming in contact with that dude back then like was probably the gateway to anything for me. For sure, sounds like it. So were your brothers getting hooked up as well? No, I got two older brothers. It's like three years, three years apart. And uh, okay, I think by then my older brother was like working after school, I think, and he would still skate a bit, and then just like slowly fell out of it. Like I don't feel like it today, or whatever, you know. And then it just eventually yeah, kind yeah. of phased out. Then my middle brother still was. He never got sponsored, but he'd like get kind of the homie hookup at the shop, anyways, because he'd always drive me there, be with me and stuff, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, but we we're all like at the same point at one point. Little bro holding it down. <laughs> yeah, shit. I guess you know. <laughs> still to yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned it, but you rode for blind as a young buck, jumping down fat gaps and getting buck <laughs> out of that line itself up. Yeah, just being on that shot, Network 17, I just still was like giving Acosta or showing him like new footage. And then eventually he was like, dude, give me a copy of this. I'm going to give it to Dwindle. And then sure enough, this uh, Tony Rodriguez was the team manager at the time. And um, he hooked me up and started getting blind boxes and then eventually like got on. So is that the tape that's on YouTube? Because there's a tape that's just titled uh, Mosmo Cavadoni Blind. Is it like an unofficial blind part, or is that was that the sponsor me? Uh, no, I think I think that's like what would have been in the video if I was in the video. Like my friend uh, Nick, I think he filmed all that and then just like made an edit. I think is what it was. I can't remember. But that's like not the tape that got me on. That was like once I was skating for them and shit. 
what video should that have been in? Because that tape is absolutely insane, man. Like, you're snapping in that. I think that would have been that blind what if video is, I think, what it would have been on. What the hell? So how come it wasn't in the video? Bill Weiss cut me. <laughs> he thought I wasn't, like, doing enough at the time or something. Holy <laughs> yeah, fuck. Damn, bro. Like, Half cab flip nose blunts wasn't enough? I was just filming and skating. I don't think I knew, like, I didn't realize, probably for a long time, like, to be trying to get things in magazines maybe a bit more is what it was like yeah i grew up watching skate videos i want to see the video when it comes out yeah like yeah magazines are cool obviously but um so i was just skating and filming and uh then he became the team manager and he started doing like kind of weird shit anyways with the team and trying to do change the direction <laughs> of things um that like wasn't really what I, I thought blind was anyways but yeah i think I, I forget how it happened but i think like he didn't realize like maybe i was still on or something it's like oh like yeah you gotta go dude like sorry i was like all right what the hell Some, like to that degree like that like would have been one of the best parts and then like i said earlier before him was tony rodriguez and he moved over to enjoy so i was he was still just like hooking me up getting bored so i had boards to skate but he wasn't like trying to get me on enjoy you know and yeah. that just lasts like a little bit then i would just i also got shoes from dc and then after that i was just trading um shoes for boards basically just to like not have to buy shit you know yeah man that video part is crazy yeah like, you're going ham that shit man. was banging <laughs> it was just young and skating like you know motivated in that era there's a switch tray ad that i remember i've been trying to remember who that ad was like i'm pretty sure i've already asked two previous guests if it was them and they were like no i don't know what you're talking about but i'm glad we finally <laughs> yeah, that was, found uh, it that was me yeah just like said my first name across the top and it was not that the photo was taken bad but like the way i look doing it like my feet are like heel clicking it like looks like pretty shit you know but i never did it that day and i did try it like over like the course of like another year or two like multiple times and could just they got better as time went on compared to like the way that yeah. looked, but uh, <laughs> I never could roll away. Like you land on a sidewalk, then you get to grass, and like I'd almost be at the grass and just like not be able to stand up or ever fully Damn. do it. Wow. And uh, one of my homies still calls me out to this day for it. Like you didn't even do it. <laughs> like I'm like sorry, Christian. <laughs> my homie Christian just still will call me out for that shit for sure. Like he doesn't even skate that much, but he still just <laughs> give me a hard time about it. But definitely first ad ever, just a bail ad. Like that was like after that, I was like, dude, I never want to have a photo. Like, it's like one thing if you do it and you go back and get it, you know, like, like that's one thing. But yeah. I was like, God, that fucking sucked. But it wasn't yeah. my choice. I guess they ran it kind of down me knowing. But yeah, I had intentions to do it, but didn't. Where can I see that photo? Because that came out and I remember looking and seeing that it said switch tray and it blew my mind. I wanted to see it again since. Um, You know, I probably have it somewhere still at my parents house they had like boxes of like all magazines and shit we had and we threw out a bunch like my dad's like if you're not gonna stay here i'm gonna do all this shit out it's like all right let me flip through all this and then like i ripped out like years later like oh I, like that dude's my friend now like i save like photos or checkouts and things so i have a bunch yeah, i definitely yeah. have that somewhere still i mean i could send you a photo after if i find it yeah please yeah, do. we need that yeah 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 i will i got it somewhere it's funny you said it was heel clicked because I don't remember that. I just remember it was like mind blowing at the time. I couldn't believe it was Switch. <laughs> well, I was like, dude, I'm getting an ad like for Blind, like my favorite company as a kid. Like, I gotta do something. I don't even really think it was like a new spot at the time. I don't even know if I'd ever been there before. And it was the first time I ever shot a photo. Like, it's daytime and the flash is still going off. I'm like noticing that while I'm in the air. Like, what the fuck? This is 
<laughs> some weird shit. Definitely no excuse why I didn't do it. I just didn't do it, but um, I'll find it. Is that the beginning of your love affair with the Switch tray, say? It might have been, man. I feel like Wenning doing it, like in photosynthesis and things like that. Like, I remember like seeing him do it, and then there's like this little dugout thing with like little drops. I was like, dude, I need to learn. That's, a, that's like a good one to, you need to learn it, like basically, you know, like that makes you, mm, sure. if you can do that, you're pretty, like, you're not legit, but like you can skate. Like, no, no, you're legit. If you can switch tray, you know, like, <laughs> you got some skill. Yeah, like, you're a contender, unless you got some other things going for yeah. you, but. <laughs> I'm just a fucking pretender, man. Oh, don't say that, but you know. So, you later made the switch to the deluxe family, particularly real skateboards. How did you first get on the squad? Oh, uh, that's definitely very random. So, when I was trading shoes to get boards, I was make my rounds through some shops, and there's a, well, it's out of business now, but uh, it's called Liberty Board Shop. Danny Garcia, Austin Gillette, uh, James Craig, Evan Shuffleby at the time. And I went there to trade boards, and Evan Shuffleby was sitting outside. He started working there, and I started trading boards with there. And then a few years later, they were sponsoring, like, being a sponsor of those Damn Am contests back in the day. And they're like, hey, we're sponsoring mm -hmm. uh, the contest. Would you want to skate it? And I was so close to saying no. I was just like, okay, yeah, sure. And they're like, okay, well, these dudes, like, just to make sure you can skate, like, okay. They just need to see, like, a minute of footage. So I gave that to Liberty, and then they gave it to the Skate Park of Tampa website or something, whatever that link is. And um, they posted it, I guess, on their website, and Deluxe saw it, and then Deluxe saw that clip not i didn't skate the con not because i skated the contest good by any means you know they saw that clip of the yeah. footage and then they hit up liberty like oh we want to get involved with this dude you know and liberty told me that i was like what oh, the fuck like oh all right cricket chronicles just came out like all that shit and roll forever before that and just deluxe in general you know oh yeah but it's funny it was like six months later did i get the fucking call i was driving to school and i saw like a 415 i was like what who the fuck is it turns out it's sf area code now i know that but uh John Alden called me up and yeah, he was just like, Yo, it's John Alden, Deluxe, wanna give you boards? And then like a little bit later I found out like they thought somebody else called me, but no one ever called me, and then somehow they figured it out. So oh. like <laughs> almost maybe didn't that almost didn't go down, you know? So um, Oh fuck. Yeah, we all just he's like, Yeah, dude, we thought I told so and so to call you. We thought he did, and they thought I did or something. I was like, Whatever, like we're here, we're here <laughs> now. Out. You know, like I don't care anymore. <laughs> Like shit. All right. The worst story to hear. Like second, you're like, yo, that's great, great, great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good and bad because it's like you told me you wanted to hit me up, and now you're bailing on me. Like, what the fuck? But yeah, and then um, then yeah, I had some friends living in San Francisco at the time, and anytime I'd go up to stay with them, anyways, I'd be like, hey, I'm in town. Like you guys, even the one the first time I went, we were leaving, went up there on a weekend, left on Monday, but I went early to Deluxe, took the bus there have my friends pick me up just to meet them like hey you guys are sending me product you know like i'm in town like i'll come say what's up and um just ever since after that anytime i go up there i started getting more and more i just always hit them up and like so it's like showing face you know getting along with people skating around them yeah and i mean i was happy like wanted to like naturally you know so absolutely i'm yeah. an sf this is your guys shit like how am i not gonna mm -hmm. hit you up that'd be fucking weird you know so that would be weird <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like see you in this see you in this they see they drive by see me in the city like what are you you don't even say hello, like, even if we can't link up, like, Lisa, what's up, you know? But, yeah, that's pretty much how that went down. That's dope. Years of that. We had the legend Damien Bravo on the pod last season. Yeah. yeah. Probably a top five episode of all time. He has stories for yeah, days, was, as you know, uh, and a few of them involved you. I definitely listened to it and was like, yeah, I kind of probably know where this is going, but, you know. No, no. Um, 
What's your favorite memory of being teammates with uh, the god Damien? <laughs> I mean, there's probably way too many to single out one. Even just the first time I met him, we were filming like a thing at the barracks for like a real montage and he was like still like getting off a broken leg and he was like not on crutches walking around with, like a fucking like pimp cane you know what i mean like just like who it, what the fuck is this dude's deal like right now like all good for the support of like something else but it's like what's up dog damien i'm like all right what's up awesome like what the fuck like you gonna hit me with that thing but um just fuck man there's too many i remember definitely years later i think we were in San Diego, and it was me, him, and JTL. So he's like, dog, guys, let's just go have fun today. Let's just go, like, dude, what? We're going to go skate, and we can fuck. He's like, nah, fuck that. Let's just go to, like, the food court, check out chicks. We just fucking go to the, do some shit. And, like, we can go skate and then do all of it. Like, we don't have a schedule, you know? But, like, definitely, like, kind of. The thing I learned, if anything, was, like, I mean, not that I take shit too seriously, but just, like, yeah, you got to have fun, you know? Like, regardless of what it yeah. is. Like, to me, I'll usually, like, Maybe want to go skate first and then go fuck off or vice versa, you know? But he's like, let's just go. I mean, JT like looked like, what are you do? All right, like Damien's day off. What do you want to go fucking do right now? You know, like. But uh, oh shit, yeah. I mean, shit, man. There's fuck. It. I've known him for like I don't know, thirteen years. So there's a blur of all sorts of things in between. But mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, wait. Where did you think that question was going? I feel like you thought I was about to go somewhere dark. that night in sf (laughs) i thought it was gonna be that night in sf the sleepover yeah yeah okay the creepy the late night creepy (laughs) crawler is what i was guessing no we don't have to revisit that but no it's fine but yeah definitely the funny thing is he was telling all those stories and did the whole interview and like we're saying as we are right now on a video chat and we didn't notice that like his i'm not i don't know if it was a girlfriend but lady friend was literally in the bed behind him oh, listening yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. him tim tell every story uh, it was yeah. fun. it was insane. i mean same shit my wife she knows most of the bullshit like it's just come out like funny she thinks it's all funny yeah. like stupid knucklehead shit you know um yeah <laughs> but yeah same thing but that's definitely what i thought you were about to bring up for confirmation or factual checks but everything he said was but it all checks it's out. all 100 percent. maybe besides like the dude kissing <laughs> Maybe besides the dude kissing me on the neck, I don't remember that unless I just like got blocked out. Like, but definitely woke up to like a dude straddling me that I thought was just shirtless, and he was turned out to be butt ass fucking naked. And yeah, <laughs> uh, fuck, shit. yeah, survivors. Uh, serious survivors. We could all, we could all, at least we could all laugh at it. But it'd be, I mean, it's pretty fucked up. But it'd be so gnarly if like a guy was doing that to two girls for sure. Like, definitely twist oh, in that oh, element. Yeah, yeah. But at least, like, we can, like, whatever, laugh about it. Nothing, no buttholes or damage or nothing, you know, so. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yeah. I, if there's, like, a couple variables that if they were switched, that could be a real big problem. But luckily, it was you and Damien who can laugh it off, you know. Dude. And we can all enjoy the story. You went for me, then for Damien. Damien's like, what? No, dog. Like, uh, no, fuck that. I need to get some water. And he's just, like, drinking water out of, like, coffee mug in the kitchen. <laughs> And, like, I look at him, we look at the dude who's just sitting in front of me, butt-ass naked, with a pillow over his dick. We look back at each other, and we just start busting up laughing, like, what in the fuck is going on right now, dude? Like, what the fuck? Like, so just out, like, half asleep, just not knowing what's going on, but but all good. The homie brought home a wild one. Frankie, right? I think that was, yeah, 
think that was. I don't know if that was the that dude's name or the the their the two the two chicks gay roommate. Maybe that was Frankie, and then this might have been the side yeah. piece that didn't get some or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, like this point. Damien told us to ask you about the baseball bat story. So whatever, I ordered like a baseball bat online, like on my chick's thing. Kind of forgot about it just for like. What happens if somebody fucking breaks into the house? You know, like you a, need first, something. a first yeah, line of defense. Something. Like my grandfather used to have like one by his bed, you know, just like whatever. <laughs> and it's I think it's like Friday after work, and just these dudes, it's one of his friend one of our buddies Tori's birthday or something, they're trying to like get me out to go party. I'm like, no, dude, like I'm fucking beat. I'm just gonna chill. I'm gonna call it. And then one of the other dudes calls me back, and I think I cracked a joke and they thought like I was serious, like I'm trying to party or something. So anyways, it's like ten o'clock at night. I just hear not, lights are out in my house. Like I'm in bed trying to go to bed, and um, these dudes are just like there's like ten people like in my front door, all with beers. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys? Like, you told us to come over. I'm like, no, I did not. You know, get the fuck out of here. Like I'm half asleep, trying to go to bed. Dogs, wife, everyone's trying to go to fucking bed. Then I can just I'm trying to go. They leave, but I have like it's like a short front yard and a gate to the street, and they're all just hanging out right there, drinking bullshit. You know, I mean, I probably would have maybe done the same thing or moved along and done it. You know. And I'm just like, she's like, dude, I can hear them not leaving. I'm like, fuck, I know. These dudes are not fucking leaving. So I I grabbed the bat, got in my box. was like, get the fuck out of here. Bang it on the gate. And just like, like, take a fucking hint. Like, move it on, you know? Like, go somewhere else. There's a lake down the street. Get the fuck out of here. And then, like, one of the dudes just probably never seen me like that. And was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, it's all good. Just leave. And then the one homie, Baba Tunde, who's like, Big ass, like seven foot black dude. He's just like, I'm not leaving until you give me a hug, dog. I was like, dude, bitch, get the fuck out of here. He's like, you just call me bitch. Like, <laughs> like looking down on me, like over the fence. He's so big, like not the dude I should be talking shit to for sure. But um, then eventually, just tip the back a couple more times, and they just kind of got the hint on the fence, and they just bailed. <laughs> but it's not like I was trying to hit anybody. Obviously, like most of those dudes are my friends. But like, get the fuck out of here. Basically, trying to send a message. Like, get the fuck out of here. Damn, yeah, bro. that'll do it. Yeah, savage, man. In 2018, Make Life Skate Life built Iraq's first skate park. Before construction, there were a handful of skateboarders. Today, there are hundreds. With the skate park, a new community of skaters has emerged. The core group of skaters immediately took initiative and started to teach skateboarding at refugee camps around the country. The skate park in Iraq became Make Life Skate Life's most successful project ever. This message was provided to you by CHPO. If you want to support Make Life Skate Life, you can visit their website, makelifeskatelife.org, or purchase the Beirut sunglasses from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO Brand, doing it for the people. Massimo, you're good homies with our Canadian brother, Antoine Asselin. <laughs> yes, You got any stories for the people from your times on the road together? I mean, Jesus, yeah. Uh, him just, like, his <laughs> his bar for himself is so fucking high, which I admire and respect. He's, like, probably one of my favorite skaters, too. Like, I saw him before I even knew who he was. Like, what the fuck? At a contest? Like, <laughs> yeah. this dude is sick, you know? But, um is just he films everything like three times and then just hates all of it you know like that's why you probably haven't seen any of it like probably wants you to delete it but um 
uh, fuck. I'm like, Antoine, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just chilling in Montreal, you know, the greatest place on earth. I'm like, all right, motherfucker, like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? And then he'll, like, send me clips, like, and they're, like, in, like, the storage room of the bar, like, shocking and beers with, like, drills and shit. It's, like, things, like, I wasn't sometimes there for, but just him as, yeah, him as a whole, like, all of it. Love it. Did I feel like any filmer from like our era and even like from before in their like hard drives and their tapes, there's so much footage that just didn't get used. Whereas like in this generation nowadays, everything is like used and seen. And seen, there's not yeah, like yeah, for one sure. Unused clip now, but like yeah. before the internet took over, there's like so much skating that people didn't get to see. It was like the same thing with Damien's part. Like that almost possibly wouldn't have gotten seen, you know, like. That yeah. shit's old. Not saying old as fuck, but it's pretty fucking old, you know. Like mm-hmm. USC hasn't been skatable in a, well over a fucking decade, and he's got clips there, you know. <laughs> so like shit. <laughs> but uh, it stands the test of time. Same as Antoine's shit will, you know, for sure. It's just like look at all the shit the Beagles dropping on the regular, you know. Yeah, like, that's possible with every filmer, you know. This is really stupid for me to confess, but when it, like my two homies first put you guys on, uh, put me onto your guys' show, and you guys are like. Antoine, blah blah blah. I was like, "Is that Antoine Aslin?" Like, I didn't know he makes beats and shit. I just oh. my my dumbass was like, "Oh, he's they're Canadian. He's Canadian. It's is it Antoine?" And I was like, "What the?" F-? I found I was like, "What?" I don't even know how I found out. I, obviously, obviously, it's not. But I felt like a fucking idiot thinking that one. I'm like, "Yeah, Canadian, Canadian. It's definitely the one Antoine." You know, but um. there's only one Antoine up here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Fuck. So. Unfortunately, you never got the pro nod from Rio. Are you bummed looking back on it or content with the way things ended up? Uh, I mean, honestly, man, I'm all good. I don't think I ever, like, not that I wasn't trying. I wasn't, like, maybe actively, like, pursuing a pro career, you know? Yeah. But, um, like, yeah, obviously what happened would have been cool, but I wasn't, like, I should be doing it before these dudes or Dead anything, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I just wish I got to fucking travel more. In the beginning, when I was skating for Vans, they just, like, trips. Things were kind of stale, like, just traveling or whatever. And then I broke my ankle my leg and then got better. And they just weren't, like, once I was kind of off Vans, that's, like, things were starting to pick up, traveling-wise, I guess you could say. So not mm-hmm. a regret, but the biggest thing I wish, I just got to travel and see the world a bit more through skating, obviously, you know? But um, yeah, for sure. no, like, fucking... Yeah, wasn't really expecting similar shit. Like, oh, if it happens, it happens. If you're doing it, you're doing it. But yeah, no, yeah, pretty fucking all good and content with that, you know. That's what's up. I was just, I was like, dude, I'm getting free boards and hanging out with this dude, these dudes. This is a trip, like you know, yeah. like seeing these dudes in videos. Blah, blah, like even Damien, he was the best man at my wedding. Like, what the fuck? I used to see you in these what? videos. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, did he give a speech? Oh my god, yeah. You gotta give us a little breakdown of his fucking speech. It wasn't gonna go. It, I could tell it wasn't going too good because. All right, let me uh, quick rewind. He was. I met my wife whatever at this bar in Koreatown in LA. Like that's where I first like met her, you know. And he was with me, like, you know. So I was like, yeah, you, dude, yeah. I've known you forever. She loves you. Yeah, you're you're it, you know. And you're there for the beginning. And I had my buddy get ordained. I had one of my friends basically marry us. You just like do a thing online. And, you know, he was telling some of that okay. some of that story of how we first met. Yeah, like, any love story, fucking at a bar, blah, blah, whatever. And then after the ceremony, James was like, what the fuck, dog? That was supposed to be my speech. He wasn't even there. What the fuck? I'm like, dude, just, I mean, he had a bigger, he had a lot of shit to, he had a story to tell, whatever. Part of a thing. And um, yeah. I was like, now what am I supposed to talk about? I'm like, just bring that up and go on, you know? And the wedding lady comes up to me, so it's going to be, um, 
basically my my Laura like her dad her bridesmaid then Damon I was like no 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 this motherfucker has got to go to fir- got to go first I see him looking nervous kind of not knowing what he's gonna do and we gotta get this dude <laughs> yeah, out the way these other these other two had speeches written down you know what I mean and we had it set up uh, at oh, dinner yeah. just like one like long ass table. And he gets the mic, and he's just, you can tell, like, he's just, like, looking for words and, like, trying to do the right thing. God damn it, bless his soul. And he's just, like, telling the story, like, he's a really great guy. Um, He drove me down to San Diego in, like, rush hour to get my passport to, like, get on a flight. Um, and then this is like, this is my favorite part. He's like, he's talking into a microphone, like a cordless microphone. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to walk around so you guys can all hear me. It's yeah. like your voice is projected through speakers, dude. <laughs> Wherever you go, you can, you are heard. You know what I mean? So, uh, then he like came around and like said something oh, nice about both shit. of us at the end. And then, uh, I like grabbed it. I was like, yeah, he was there when he met us, blah, blah, blah. Just to like try and church it up a little bit, you know? Yeah. And I was like, all right. Like fuck, you know. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've never had to give that speech, so I'd probably be nervous too, for sure. But maybe you should have written. Maybe you should have written something down. Like you knew for a while, you were maybe you gotta write it down. Even if the homie tapped on it, just write it down and go with what you went. No one's gonna be like, "Uh, repeat offender. What are you doing here?" You know, like no one's gonna fucking care. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was real. Antoine was there too. yeah, Thomas was there. Was just, yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, you're on a cordless microphone. Like, everyone can fucking hear you. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, it was a good, good time, regardless. Uh, so we heard from Ernie Torres. You got hit in the head with a whole pizza while crossing the street. What's the story there, man? Oh yeah, I used to live on Wilshire in Koreatown, and like nobody, any car making like a right-hand turn doesn't like look right. They're just looking left for the cars coming. So, like, I went to go because I had the right of way to walk. And this car, like, goes, breaks in front of me. And I fucking, you know, like, slam on the hood. Like, motherfucker, what are you doing? And I just hear, like, I'm holding a pizza and two tall cans. And I just hear, like, uh, uh. And it was, like, the girlfriend, I think, telling the boyfriend not to do something. And I just, next thing I turn around and just, like, fucking punch in the face, fall, and, like, chip my tooth. And just, like, picked up the pizza and kind of kept moving because i was like what the fuck what i like, sucker punched like out for a split second oh. i think the dude drove off whatever um but yeah i had a little caesar's uh or 7-eleven pizza and two tall cans and yeah civilians apparently did not have the right away people get mad he jumped out of the car and hit you i think he put it in park i heard like i heard the car door open and the girl's voice and then when I was like, what? Because he was mad. Like, I slammed on his hood with my hand, like, by, like my yeah, shit, you know? Like, yeah. motherfucker, like, look, what are you doing? You almost hit me. And he did not yeah. like that, I guess, and just fucking uh, Fuck lit me up. <laughs> Damn. Maybe I, I was That's pretty cool. buzzed, but maybe I said something else to him. But either way, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> so we always talk about the one that got away. And for you, we're going to say it was front butt kickflip hubba hideout. Oh, for sure. I mean, that on multiple hubs, definitely. I tried on a couple different fucking spots. What's the story behind those battles? Um, it started out, there's a college out here in LA called Glendale. It's a hubba. Um, Renaud back nose grinds in mosaic and Jake Johnson switch front blunted it. It's like a seven stair white hubba. I think he's switched front blunted in that alien section, like a transworld video a while ago. Just a seven stair hubba, whatever. We used to go there, try it there. Yeah. Like at the time, it was like me and Andrew Allen we were skating quite a bit together, do vans and just mm-hmm. whatever, live by each other and shit. And 
every time I went there, like, we would skate it together. He would basically, like, probably get another trick on it. Because you got kicked out a lot, too, at that spot. But I tried it there so many times. We eventually took a trip to Miami. Like, where the fuck are there more hubbas? We went to Miami to try and skate some hubbas. <laughs> Me, him, Acosta, Greg Hunt, Abe, and Dylan, a uh, reader, he, like, was filming for that Gravis part. So he just, like, paved his, like, paid his, he wasn't on the van strip, but he was there with us to skate, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, didn't get it there, whatever. And then I was like, oh, what hubba hideout? On the blue hubba? All right. So, yeah, we were supposed to go to that thing, right? And, uh, Greg Hunt hit up Joel Mineholes, and that dude's like, yeah, it's still skatable. And I was trying to get a hold of Cromer, like, dude, I'm coming to Florida, like, like let's link up. And I was going to mention that. And we, I get a hold of him, we're at that hub, and it's just not to shit. Like, couldn't skate it. Oh. Like, okay, Joel Mineholes, a little false information. But, uh, there's a <laughs> bunch of, funny enough, there's a bu- whatever bunch of other hub is there, but, like, didn't, didn't even try it at those ones. They were just, like, different and wouldn't work. Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, Dylan did the Impossible 50 on that trip, on that thing. Yeah. Um, Sick. And, yeah, whatever. Just uh, then I'd be in SF. I'm like, what's up with the Hubba Hideout? Like, well, there's no landing. I'm like, well, fuck, we'll just put wood down. And tried it at least two times, two different days, maybe a third time, and just same thing. Just, like, not roll away. Even though this, like, Hubba out here in Glendale, like, would land on it, but just could never stand up and roll away. So, fuck. yeah. Bummed out. I mean, yeah, I was like, out of all of them, it would have been the sickest to get on Hubba Hideout. Like, like oh, graffiti yeah, sure. at the time, just like looking like the best spot, you know, like pretty landmark. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember Jim texted me one day. He must have seen like the tries. He's like, you got to get that. I'm like, I'm fucking trying, dude. Like, I'm fucking <laughs> trying. We're going to go again in a week or something, you know, but just could never do it. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, that's a tall one. So it would be hard to. Yeah. Sometimes I'd be thinking about the flip out and like clip on the way up, trying to get up there. Yeah, like, yeah, all right, yeah. motherfucker, you got to get in it first. And then do the other half you know yeah but yeah Costa sometimes would be like look at this one you want to try the funk on kickflip i was like uh i don't know anymore but you know <laughs> like dang well i mean let's uh let's flip it to a more positive note take us behind the <laughs> scenes on the banger you did land 180 fakey 50 on hubba hideout that was one day after trying the front on kickflip for like probably hours like couldn't get it I like all of a sudden I'm looking at the front side. I'm like, oh, there's a backside. Maybe I should just try something else on it, you know? <laughs> and um, like different option. Don't be fixated on one thing, but that's yeah, usually what I'll do. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just another day. We, uh, me, Damien, and Aaron uh, Shaleen, he was the deluxe filmer at the time. Just us three went there. And um, I didn't get it quick, but did it, you know? Just did like a couple no slides and a few 180 nose grinds and then was like okay let's just try that trick like just a trick i was doing at the time or whatever yeah didn't do it quick but did it you know so stoked to get something on hubba fuck that's huge hell yeah yeah that trick's gnarly i've never done that trick in my life except for on a bank to ledge but that doesn't really count or like it counts but it's just it's not the same it's not the same though like it's fucking that's a tough one so that's definitely something like i learned like way later in skating when i was younger it was like easier to like kind of flip into things because you can kind of bail when it's not like maybe you know like certain other tricks the less the board flips like you kind of got to fucking commit so i learned that definitely like later in life of skating you know but that um, one's a full commit for sure yeah but yeah i would just think of like trying to get it on like kind of on the side basically not to go over the top and fucking flip and be going horizontal so i think of like getting on the side but um yeah uh, definitely stoked we got that one and what about the backside flip nose grind the undercover hubba 
Oh yeah, the Ventura Hubba. Yeah, I was shooting like a thing for Thrash at the time uh, with David Broach, and it's out in Ventura, like in Mike Anderson's zone, and he was there that day too. He did switch back five zero front one eighty. It was in something. Sick. I think he had like a like a forget like a, some like little at the end of like a tour edit they did. I think it was like a, a Manderson part, whatever. He did like two or three times. Mm. I was like, sick, you got that, and then. I was just yeah. last man standing. It took me so definitely, dude. Most shit takes me so fucking long for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe because I pussyfoot too much. But uh, yeah, just battled that. Like the homie, his homie was filming. Like kind of had to go to work. He's like, dude, sorry, I gotta go. I'm like, dude, I've been, I've had my time slot here. Like all good, you know. <laughs> like we've been here for a few hours, and then just next thing you know, like just like the classic blackout, and I'm like rolling away and like slamming to the wall. I'm like, fuck, that was it. All right, sick. Like best, the best. <laughs> like so hyped obviously like yeah that's a gnarly one all right switching lanes here a little bit how did aaron uh chillin the guy you mentioned you filmed with a bunch how did him chilling ruin your chances of hooking up with donna from that 70s show oh my god uh fuck i don't think i was really gonna hook up with her like he had <laughs> some whatever uh we we're at this bar uh fuck what's it called the rustic inn in los Feliz, and um he was in town he's like let's go there they got really good wings get a pitcher of beer and we go there at noon like whenever he's in town he like, hits up like all his friends you know this dude comes to this dude comes to um we clocked in noon to midnight by the end of the whole day every what? time you order it anytime on mondays it's like a special anytime you order a pitcher for 25 more cents you get 12 wings so like get a pitcher you know for everyone <laughs> blah blah whatever yeah, two of his buddies, I think they had a fallen out, like, over her, because they, like, work in production and shit, and then um, uh. <laughs> her hair was dyed because she was work on the Orange is the New Black or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah that show, sorry. And, yeah, just Aaron, yeah, he was getting drunker and drunker, like, not <laughs> maintaining, like, just kind of fucking kept blowing it. Like, she's even like, I'm going to go get a round of drinks. Does anybody want anything? Like, no, we got drinks. She comes back, puts her drink down. When she's, like, looking to the right to talk to somebody, he, like, grabs it and starts, like, drinking it, passes it to me. I'm like, no, I don't want it. I got a full beard. And, like, if she wants it, blah, blah, whatever. That's not what it happened. But, uh, yeah, he ended up, like, trying to piss in the back patio. They are trying to kick him out. He's like, let me grab my jacket. She tries to put him in an Uber, like, trying to do the right thing. I'm like, dude, don't help him. Like, the more you like, – you, you, you tell him to do something, he's going to do the fucking opposite. He's, like, not going to help yeah. whatever. Then she comes back in. She's like, he, I just saw him jump out of the fucking Uber. I'm like, I told you, like, he's not going to do it, you know? <laughs> but I think, I don't think I really had a chance with her, to be honest. Because she was, the dude, the other dude that was there, why she came through, maybe, you know? But yeah. that would have been, whatever, cool. Yeah, she was there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't th- I don't think it's really his, f- I'm not going to blame him. Why, whatever, didn't have a chance with her. He either. didn't help, though. He didn't uh, help. Yeah, he might, maybe he, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Actually, but, yeah, maybe he did. <laughs> It made me look better, you know, fuck. But, uh, yeah, I think she was kind of there to see the other homie. But, yeah, maybe life would be different. <laughs> so, what did you say to Erica Yari to get all the New York homies hyped on you? <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, fucking, what's his name? Uh, Ashad had a place in Long Beach. And Aunt Travis is, like, a filmer. Dom Travis's brother. It was his birthday. Dom Travis's uh, birthday. They were having, like, they had, like, a keg and shit at the house. And we went down there just to, like, kind of party. And, um, like, she didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> and 
it was just seemed she's like she's me like oh my god how are you i'm like i'm good how are you you know like we're not really friends like she's nice <laughs> for the record like nice person like i'm not trying to fucking whatever just kind of got drunker and maybe it was like a bit of a, like why are you, like whatever you know from my memory like not that i blacked out or anything but just like it kind of kept going on like drunker tonight i'm like dude like you don't care about me like quit asking me this shit like i'm glad you're alive and well but like we don't really know each other like that and like i don't know if you want me to like I'm not saying flattery of like hitting on you back or something, yeah. but I was just like, like fuck off, like motherfucker. I, and then her friend is there, like, oh, you're just like an angry male. You're just like an angry male. I'm like, dude, who the fuck are you? Like, what is this? You know, like I just don't want to talk to your friend. And we're like, not really, like we don't really know each other like that. It's like, hey, what's up, kind of thing, yeah. you know? Like that's it. And like she yeah. just like, yeah. But maybe she was gen- <laughs> maybe she was genuinely like how are you like we've done this already like multiple times hours ago many beers ago like like what the fuck and maybe there's someone else they remember but i definitely do remember those dudes like uh andrew wilson like max all those dudes like they're just i think andrew especially was like for some reason fucking stoked on it but uh yeah i just didn't think we knew each other like that to really like care that much but I was kind of just like, drop it. Like, uh, what's up? We're good. You know, all good. You just kept it blunt, eh? Shit. Yeah, a little too soon, maybe. Fuck. <laughs> uh, when the motherfuckers come out, it's different. It's a cold world. Bundle up, Erica. <laughs> this one sounds buck too. Uh, <laughs> what's the story with your Volcom treehouse makeout? Jesus Christ, who the fuck are you guys talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Just, I was living in Costa Mesa at the time, which is like where Volcom is, and they had like some fucking pretty sick house, like where the surfer skaters, whatever, could um, like be housed, you know, put up at three ramps, pool, bars, pool table, all this shit, and we're at the bar, and um, just like before we like, I met this chick, whatever, got her number, and then she comes through, and uh, just fucking made out there in that treehouse, like a mini ramp treehouse, I guess, you know. Um, not too much there, but uh, I think my homie Nick tried to like take a creepy photo of me like making out and grabbing her ass or something, and he like sound. That's probably who fucking told you that shit. I'm guessing, but uh, yeah, just a little treehouse makeout. Thank you for all those uh, epic little stories. Fast forward to the present. What's keeping you busy these days, man? You you said you're still skating, which we love to hear. But what's keeping you busy? Uh, yeah, just. Uh, working and skate after married living like usual shit you know nothing too well don't want to say that shit isn't special but uh out of the ordinary <laughs> right? I'm not trying to just just like working or being married or nothing but I think that's like for a lot of people like I got a job I got a life blah blah, blah you know some dogs like all good but uh yeah just fucking skating and still motivated to do that you know so that's what's up man Love to hear it. <laughs> so, what's next for Massimo? What do you got planned, man? We gonna get we gonna get a new part coming out soon or what? Fuck, nothing soon. But I have whatever. Just been filming, trying to do something with it eventually. Are you and uh, it was you and Damien working on that clothing company together, right? Yeah, yeah. Built the lights. How's that going? Yeah, it's good. Sales are moving. Fuck yeah. Yo, yo, yo! It's rapid fire with the ghost. And this week, we just want to give a big shout out to an upcoming independently made video you definitely don't want to miss. The Bottom Feeder video is coming soon to thrashermagazine.com. 
featuring Chandler Burton, aka Titus, Miles DeCourcy, Efron Danzig, and Mike Iema, as well as edited by the one and only Matt King. Stay tuned to bottomfeeder.x on Instagram for the official release dates. It's going to be a barn burner. You get me. All right, dog, you ready for a little rapid fire? Yep. Keep that bluntness. <laughs> yeah. All right. Shit. Favorite skater? Fuck, Antoine Aslin. Sick. <laughs> There's many, but fuck it, I'll give it to, to the homie for sure. The myth, the legend, the MVP front runner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. Favorite video? Uh, trilogy. Favorite video part? Ronnie Cragger trilogy. Favorite style? Fuck, Damien. Damien Bravo. Hell yeah. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Ronnie Crager. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Cardiel. Stale. Stands the test of time. Favorite trick? Backtail. Hardest trick for you? Nolly hard flip or switch hard flip, all that kind of stuff. When you gotta like fold your legs weird. Like I've done them, but you know, not, those aren't really working anymore. Most illegal trick? 360 flip. Benny Hanna. Clint Peterson. Are you using like 360 flip tail grabs, I guess, but it looks like a 360 flip Benny Hanna? Like pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Maybe the 180 fakey 5 on Hubba Hideout, because of Hubba Hideout. And, um, or I fakey flip like this, uh, it's like a little drop into like a riverbed bank. Mm-hmm. Isn't whatever, in a real video. But that just was like riding away from that. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like that was the best feeling. So yeah, <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah. Like victory lap riding down a fucking bank. Worst trend you've been a part of? I don't know. Uh, I wore cargo pants for a minute, but that's like not people wear that shit now. But I wouldn't wear it now. You know what I mean? Like, I car- yeah, cargo pants, like normal cargo pants, I guess. Like, but that's not. Yeah, that's yeah. whatever. I'm kind of like whatever plain that's person. Not bad so, at all. Yeah, I know. That's good. Like, though. I never did the like roll my pants up to be like Smolik or Muska, you know. But uh, yeah, I guess I'll call myself out for fucking cargo pants. Not that that's whack, but for myself. <laughs> Okay. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. He does like those over nose ones, but he did like a like a backside nose one, over nose one. It was in a Oh what? The last fuck, maybe you guys haven't <laughs> this sounds fucked up, but it was like the last Osiris video, he had like last part in it. It was some steep ass hubba. I think that Greco blunt slid in Baker 2G maybe. And it was just super steep, super narrow. I think he tried it a couple times before. Had like possibly the gnarliest meltdown I've ever seen, like in person. Um, yeah. like just one point, like foaming at the mouth, kicked like a dent in this truck and shit, and um, then fucking eventually did it. And like what you know, just the mindset you get into sometimes. Like I don't skate crazy shit like that at all, but um, that was definitely it. Like the mind over matter that he eventually came through and on top of was that was definitely it. JT Olds. Hell yeah! What's the one trick that got away? Blunt kickflip on the hubba. For sure. What's the last new trick you learned? Uh, just like on a flat ledge, like fakey front nose big spin. Like a nollie back tail big spin, but fakey to like mm. front nose, shove it, oh, kind of thing, like pretzel shit, whatever. That's dope. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? I mean, I'm guessing this will count. Sorry, Johnny Layton. But uh, <laughs> he basically had like a full interview come out of shit that was not landed. Like, <laughs> a long time ago because i was there for like in the I, there was one sequence in the in the article that i wasn't there for and i saw that footage 
and everything else I never saw footage of, so I'm guessing those were all fucking bails and got ran. Maybe that's not his fault. Maybe it is. I don't really know, but like a full interview of non-makes is pretty cunty and cunty, but you know, but sorry, Johnny. And like, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I was there for the times he tried it, and those were like the photos ran, and I never saw footage, so um, I'm going to go with that. We might have to get Jaylen to call back in, man, and defend his honor. Sorry, Johnny, if I'm wrong, but uh, I saw the big spin heel. It's a big spin heel over a hubba, like in Long Beach, over the Belmont hubba. But all the other shit I never saw. I never saw footage of. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dream job after skating. Me and wife kind of talk about this, like not a like a bed and breakfast, but like having a property, a couple acres big enough where we like got a crib on it, like a house. Yeah. And then build some like little cabins, yurts, or glamping tents or some shit, and build a few. That gains momentum, you know. Build some more. You could host weddings. She's a pretty damn good cook. She could cook whatever, you know. Supplement the income of paying off for a house or something. But then maybe if that could do it, like, and build everything, that would be fun in itself for sure. You guys got a place to stay if we ever do this. I don't know where in the world it'll be, but you know. <laughs> Hell yeah! Respect favorite local brand el toro taco the taco truck down the street (laughs) (laughs) favorite local skater john Choi, my homie john Choi, the best what's the one sponsor you regret riding for fuck i wish i had stupider shit but maybe nadia footwear i got that hookup to Kreger, but it's not that whack it was like (laughs) a sick team it was Kreger, Kreger, henry sanchez and maybe like ali bulala or something random I wasn't like on, but I got shoes. But I, oh, fuck it, monkey sticks, uh, grip tape. That shit was cool, but not cool at the same time. Actually, I got shit from them. But <laughs> favorite teammate ever? Um, fuck, Damien or JT Alts. Just spent so much time with those dudes, and they're the best. Worst teammate ever? Fuck it, Davis, little grumpy ass Davis Torgerson. <laughs> <laughs> not that i really yes. hate him or nothing Damn. but he's just a little grumpy ass dude sometimes you know so fuck it <laughs> i don't really hate the dude obviously but i never really had i mean deluxe is pretty tight with who's gonna be on you know what i mean so i never had to deal with too much shit or even before that but uh yeah we'll go with davis little grumpy ass motherfucker <laughs> sorry torgy uh, worst company i don't know does joey brzezinski have a board company called burrito is that true I just heard that recently, and if so, that's probably the worst fucking company. Or Neff, but I don't even know if those dudes are still around. Probably just anything Jory Brzezinski is trying to do in general. Like, no one oh, gave you man. a board anymore? No one gave you an board anymore, so you just made a board company to still, like, be a pro or something? Is that what's going on there? Yeah. That's a big skate move these days, man. Did you say you're Holy not on shit. Instagram? Yeah, no, I don't have an Instagram or oh any of that God, shit. Oh, my God, dude. He was going fucking crazy on it. He got wasted at a concert. Oh, I did. My like, friend told me about that. Um, holy Him and somebody fuck. else were trying to, like, roast Ave and Dill or something. And yeah, yeah. Talking all Paul sorts Hart. of weird shit. Yeah, Paul Hart. Like, yeah, my friend, my friend like, gave me the, the sum up. Like, fuck these dudes, blah, blah, blah. Their shit's not shit. And it's like, what? The, how are you going to talk shit on Ave? They're, like, some of my favorite skaters. You know what I mean? Like, not besides that, yeah. but, like. 
FA and hockey, I'm sure, pretty doing fucking good. And I don't know what burrito. That's when I found out about supposedly burrito skateboards or some shit. Was my homie Steven was telling me, and I was like, "What do you mean burrito skateboards? Like, what the fuck is you're that?" You're at a but, concert. Like, what? Why are you guys? Like, yeah, why are you thinking about some dudes at a concert when yeah. you should you be like having fun? Like, I'm not like thinking about some skate drama if I go to a show or something. Like, fuck these dudes. They're not as tight. That's what. Yeah, so my homie Steven told me, but that's, that's I heard about that. Like, I heard about shit. that shit. You know, we got it, man. Burrito skateboards. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's definitely the one. Like, no, open up a burrito spot, maybe, but not a burrito fucking skateboard. (laughs) Jesus Christ, what are you fucking doing? Oh, shit. Where's trend? Probably fake style is definitely a weird one. Like, people were doing Mm -hmm. the caution hands, fake hands, whatever the hell you want to call it. But just in general, (laughs) fake style is pretty fucking weird. Like, rather just skate the way you do. How it looks is how it looks. Like, why are you trying to impress somebody else? Yeah, like, you know, yeah. that's it. Like, you are who you are. Not saying deal with it, just fucking do it, though, you know? Like, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> like, shit. Like, there's been a bunch of people all over the decades. Worst style. Adam Diet. White beaters and neon green uh, Neff beanies and shit falling off. Like, like Jesus Christ. God damn it. Uh, I'm sure there's, fuck, there's definitely more, but that's what's coming to my mind. Last person you want on the sesh? Fucking Joey Brzezinski or Dane Vaughn. And you just, like you see, you're like, God damn it. Your presence is pissing me off right now. Like, fuck. There's <laughs> probably more, but on the light. Okay, yeah, actually, we, we pulled up at a spot a little bit ago and uh, fucking Joey Brzezinski. And it might have been the dude who was in the video you guys were talking about. And I'm just like, fuck. And we saw them getting kicked out, so we left anyways. But, like, dude, I... Nobody wants you fucking there. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh shit. You know, like you just like your presence is bugging me for some reason. Like you never done anything to me, but oh, your your whole shit sucks. You don't need to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. Like your whole exactly. shit just, just sucks. Like, yeah. yeah, you know? Like fuck. You don't just need to be to there. Skate. I don't need that around. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they're nice dudes, I don't know. I, I don't care, but whatever. <laughs> well, Mossimo man, you fucking killed it, dog. Thank you so much for uh coming on the show, my G. Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you, guys. Thanks, G. Peace. The fucking real fam does it again, yo. (laughs) Welcome back to the post office, brought to you by our good friends over at Dickie Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, ain't nobody keep you fitted like Dickie's. Buds, I'm heading to the fucking work site, so I'm gonna need that dickies. Alright, ghost, who we got up first? You've got mail. Alright, first up, we got an email from Delhi Cabs. Before I even start reading, bruv, you gotta shorten this shit, man. You dig? <laughs> Let's get it popping. What's good, my peeps? First of all, thanks for entertaining us. It's a blessing, you dig? Writing you guys from Finland, and you know what we are, brethren. We share the love for ice hockey in these crazy nations and the weather. Yeah, that winter is upon us. We share a similar climate as we live in different parts of the world and Finnish people think often Canadians as long lost brethren. Many Finnish peeps moved there way back in the day. <laughs> Thanks for the history lesson, my guy. <clears throat> But we get skating in these climates and in winters and we give you guys mad respect as we know how fucking crazy it is. 
California kids got it too easy. Amen. <laughs> Every Canadian skater is built different, like the Finnish ones. <laughs> we have this thing called Sisu. Just write Sisu, meaning in Google, you dig? People would drop their wigs if they would see Arto Sari's hometown. <laughs> yeah. Yo, who's rocking wigs out here? But thanks for making this potty as work mornings popping hard. P.S. Weather boys out here. One random year in December, we had how much sunlight in Helsinki, Finland, in the whole month? Was it A, 30 hours, B, 5 days, or C, 15 minutes? Answer, C, boys. Dark times coming, so prepare, boys. Indoor parks and steam whistles. Keep it up, G's. All the best. Cabs. Boys here, you all talking about skating in Sweden or Denmark. Yo, we here next to these bitches. <laughs> Finland summers be popping. Holy shit. All right, I take it back. Email. I take it back. Um, Delhi cabs, you can send us novels anytime you want. That was highly entertaining. Thanks for the email. You're a legend, dog. No question. And the only question he answered himself, it was trivia for me and you. <laughs> 15 minutes, that's fucked up, though. Holy yeah. fuck, man. I just 15 minutes of sunlight in a, in a whole month, man. Jesus. Delhi yo, Cabs, you're the, you're the ghost. Yo, speaking of Helsinki, did you watch the, the newest fucking Money Heist episodes? I'm only, I'm only a couple episodes in. Is it, you finished? Oh, shit. I was about to drop the spoiler of pain, but I'm going to just no shut spoilers. my mouth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep it moving. All right. All right, next up, we got an email from James Queeley. Yo, just got done listening to the Eldred pod and was super good. I'm around your guys' ages, so I appreciate the times. I usually listen on my way to work, so don't get through the whole thing, but I need you guys to do some more basketball talk. From Long Beach, so curious to see what your take on the new Lakers squad. Always thought Russ was a weirdo, but already got his jersey in the mail. You guys probably already spoke on it, but curious to see what you would think about Ben Simmons coming to Toronto. Also curious to see what you think on your boy Matthews kicking it with Drew House Bieber. Much love. Appreciate you guys. Yo, we don't want Ben Simmons up here. You know why? OG Ananobi is about to have the breakout season of pain. He's uh, quite the defender in his own right. And uh, unlike Ben Simmons, he has some offense. And I'm hoping he flourishes this year and has an even bigger role on offense. So far in the preseason, he's looking wet. Uh, we're starting the year off without Siakam. We lost Lowry. So OG's got it all set up to make it pop, man. So if we if we were to acquire Ben Simmons, I feel like we'd have to give up OG oh, yeah. or some Siakam package. I don't know. I but, wouldn't yeah, mind we don't want Ben Siakam. Simmons up here. I'm not... I'm not uh attached to siakam in any oh me way, neither me neither but but ben simmons like i want that even less like remember that's how frustrating true. siakam was that's, in that's the playoffs absolutely true. yeah siakam drove us nuts in that series against boston in the bubble yeah and like he just but at least he was shooting he was just missing everything and turning the ball over like crazy yo i fucking but, i'm tired of his spin move man yo, me i'm too. tired me of too it. anyways but, what about the Lakers? Quick thoughts on the Lakers. Championship or bust, obviously. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be like 
same thing as the Nets last year, man. If they can stay healthy and gel and like Westbrook and LeBron can work, they're both so fucking ball dominant. But Westbrook's never won a championship, so I feel like he'll be willing to sacrifice touches. He did it with James Harden in Houston. And, you know, all those guys just want to win. So I could see them making it work. I think it's just going to come down to health. 19th season for LeBron, 80 injury prone. Russ also quite banged up these last like handful of years. So it's going to be a health thing for them, man. For sure. And then Austin Matthews kicking it with Bieber. Only makes sense, man. T dot. That's <laughs> how we doing it. Thanks for the email. Next up, we got a voice note from Luis Cruz. Hey, what up? This is Luis calling in from Savannah, Georgia. I'd like to give a quick shout out to the local skate shop, Clockwork Savannah, for always holding it down. Shout out to Dylan, shout out to Adarius, and shout out to the rest of the skate homies here. Anyway, I was just wondering if uh, you guys did fantasy basketball. Maybe we'd like to get that thing going sometime. Uh, shout out to the Raptors, shout out to the Knicks, shout out to Kyle Lowry. The other thing I was wondering is if uh, you guys uh, were trying to get Bed or 10 Degros on. Two of my favorite, favorite, favorite skaters, and I feel like they don't really get enough shine or credit for what they kind of did. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for doing the pod. It always comes in clutch while I'm working, and uh, yeah, appreciate everything you guys do. Take care. Yes, we would love to get Ted Degros on. I think we've tried, we've put the word out there, we've put the APB out there, but his brother, Ben, actually hit us up and said uh, not to hold our breaths because he doesn't think Ted's down to do it. Um, so unfortunately, we kind of stopped the pursuit there. If, the, if for some reason we find out he is down, we would be honored to have him on the show. Completely agree. Ted DeGroat. Oh, and yes, we f- we fuck with fantasy basketball. We play- Me and Dono have been playing fantasy basketball together for I think we're going into our eighth season in this one league. And uh, we love that shit, man. Can't wait. It's two weeks away, I think, the season. Or like not even a full two weeks, like 10 days or something, right? Undo P man in that league. One time I traded Russell Westbrook for Damian Lillard, Rudy Gobert, and Paul Millsap. How's that sound? <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got an email from Kenny Robinson. Would you rather only have pressure flips, but you can do any variation of them over any gap, over any stair, in and out of any grinder slide, or have your current bag of tricks? Plus, you can still learn new ones. But every time you land a trick, you have to do the David Gonzalez no comply 360 flip. Easy answer. No comply 360 flip. And I ain't trying to do no pressure flips. Like, what the fuck? It's unfortunate, but I think that that is the only answer is to have to do the no comply 360 flip. It's terrible. But yeah, but it is what it is. Not giving us much of a choice here. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty then. Next up, we got a voice note from Ahur. Oh, Andrew. What is it? <laughs> My bad. Your last name. No clue how to pronounce that. Safa Donovan. What's up? It's 
Andrew, a.k.a. Pro Model Sandwich, a.k.a. Promo Del Sandwich. Tuning in from Pier 7 in SF over here. Started a job not too long ago down the street, right before the homies came and resurrected the spot. I've been seeing pros and Joes going in on this thing for the last couple months. Although it's cooled down now, some crazy shit has gone down. Um, you know, I just don't know if any of that shit is NBD. So here's my question for you. Can you think of an NBD to be done at Pier 7 SF? Go over the block, skate the tall block, the mani pads, anything. It's all open. Um, what do you think? Is there an NBD to be done here? Second question. If y'all come down here and the spot's still open, what's your go-to? What you warming up with? And what you trying to nail down while you're around? Love the show. Been listening for a hell of a long time. And it makes my Wednesday commute way more pleasant when the season is on. So keep it up. And I'll be talking to you soon. Peace out. And then Andrew goes on to say, bonus question. He didn't have enough questions in there already. <laughs> Who killed the pier the most and what is y'all's favorite clip film there? So what's the MBD you got for the Pier 7 Ghosts? For Manny that I would love to see, I would love to see Switch Trade Nose Manny fakey flip. Ooh. I'm sure Shane O'Neill could break that off easy. And over the block, I'd love to see a good old switch back three a la Carlos Ribeiro. Wow. That's great. That sounds great, man. I'm going to go with those two. My, <laughs> I agree, man. Um, if I ever went there, what would I want to do, man? I mean, I have a dream trick that I've always wanted to do. Never really even tried it, but Nolly Half Cap Flip Fakie Manny. Is, it's, on my, it's like the number one trick on my list of like need to accomplish before I can't skate anymore. So you might as well give it a go there. A little curve Manny. Or maybe like Bro, switch tried side it. flip it's scary. I, it just scares me because... Uh, I always think I'm going to twist my ankle, like, committing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Carl Watson did it on that in Expedition alone, I think, and that was G as fuck. He was wearing some, like, dope eye paths, I think. Ooh. So shout out to our homie Carl. Uh, so who do you think killed the pier the hardest, man? Uh, Carl's in there, for sure. Yeah. But I think Rob Welsh laid a licking on that thing. Oh, yeah. Faux show. But Marcus. when I think of it... When I think of the pier, it's Marcus McBride who comes to he comes to mind first, and just like all the tricks over the blocks and lines for days. But man, all those OG fucking dudes, man, that's that's where my head goes, man. Too and much. And someone respect. else I'm gonna throw in there is uh, Daryl Smith, Toronto legend. Rest in peace to the one of the greatest to do it, man. He he also. He went off down there at Pier 7, man. Switch skateboarding video, Daryl Smith and Ryan Black, so the man went ham. All day. Kick and nose Manny, Nolly Burial Heel. 
Oof. And your favorite clip? Favorite clip there ever? Um, let me keep it with the Marcus trend. I loved his nolly back heel over the block. Yeah, Going so damn to, fast. Uh, hard to go against that one. Uh, yo, did people do switch varial heel, switch Manny 180? Yeah, so good. Yeah, so obviously this guy's a little, a little bit different now. I'm not gonna use the K word on him, you know, but he's he's a little different. But Brandon Beeble in the height of his swagoo era with the red jersey on, I believe. Switch varial heel, switch Manny, switch front 180. Absolutely uh, flawless trick selection right there, man. That was a good question. Thank you, Andrew. Hell yeah. All right, next up, we got an email from Sean Hall. What up, Bunt Gang? Just listened to the LD episode, certified banger. I was stoked to hear Safa say in the post office that he struggles with three flips and back big spins, and he fears he will never be able to effortlessly flick them like many can. I, too, have this fear, as I cannot do either of these crowd pleasers to save my life. On a lighter note, what are some of the tricks you guys were stoked to learn and now come easily? Big ones for me were frontside nosebone stall and transition, switch slappy crook on a curb, little to no ledge skills here. Much love from the Pacific Northwest. Keep killing it, boys. Um, one that comes to mind automatically for me is my uh, back 180 nose grind back to regs. I remember the day I wanted to learn it, it was it gave me a lot of trouble at first, and now it's... I don't want to say it's automatic, but it's one of the tricks I do a lot. Yeah, real shit. I'll say, I'm actually, I haven't done one in a while, but forever switch back smiths on ledges and switch front feebles on rails, I would no. just stick no matter how hard I tried instantly. And then eventually I just figured out like the weight distribution on it and to just be like super light footed on your front foot uh and yeah those work now all right y'all that's gonna wrap up the post office for this week keep getting your emails and voice notes into the bunt live at gmail.com you heard this is the rundown the skateboard world source for sports brought to you by the one and only steam whistle canada's premium pilsner the only buzz. Ghost, I feel like we've talked about this subject in many, many rundowns already. Talking about potential landing spots, what he's done to the team being unfair. But now, Rich Paul has somehow gotten Ben Simmons to go back to Philadelphia. How does that man show his face in the dressing room at this point? That's an awkward one. Um, he brought it on himself by sucking in the playoffs mm -hmm. <laughs> and not shooting the damn ball. I don't know, man. I really don't know. It's an like I was kind of like just hoping we'd get some CJ McCollum in Philly oh. and everyone's happy. You know what I'm saying? Ben Simmons in Portland. Their defense sucks over there. Like I feel like that would have been a win-win. <clears throat> I don't know who says no. I think Philly. I feel says like right no. when the playoffs ended, it's like Portland would say no, but some time has gone by and 
Ben Simmons is obviously still a valuable asset. But yeah, I don't know. That's going to be awkward. Uh, best of luck to <laughs> Ben Simmons. The crazy part is that recently Joel Embiid came out and said, you know, we've been building this team around Ben. As in, he was ready. I think a lot of them were probably extremely ready to move on. But to come out and say it publicly and then to have Ben come back, it just shows that there was really no trade for Ben Simmons, man. Exactly. Uh, apparently, they're still trying oh. to canvas <laughs> the league for trades. But at this point, it's looking like he's got to come back with his tail between his legs. Sticking with basketball. Well, actually, kind of basketball. Uh, J.R. Smith competed in his first college golf tournament. Um, how do you think you, now being caught with the golf bug, would fare against J.R., man? <laughs> Is that a serious question? <laughs> I've been to the driving range once. I've gone to pitch and putt twice. And I, went, I played 18 once. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I would... What's it called when you like bogey 10x every hole? And JR is probably hella good because he's been golfing for years. Uh, happy for him, though. But I ain't ready to step to, to any sort of competition. All right, let's move over to the sport. It seems like we talk about all the time. The NFL. We recorded most of this episode on Saturday, but wanted to wait for sports till Sunday because there was a huge game on Sunday night. Bill's Mafia versus the Chiefs Kingdom or whatever the hell their nickname is. The Bills were out looking for revenge and the Chiefs were ripe for the picking, baby. It looked like it was going to be close at first and then Josh Allen went and did his thing. I saw a crazy meme on Twitter this morning and it was a picture of Mahomes and Kelsey and then someone hit the upgrade button and it turned into Josh Allen and Dawson Knox, man. What do you think about that? Ha <laughs> ha! I think Dawson Knox is the best tight end in football. Just kidding. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey and Devontae Adams still, I think, my two favorite players in the NFL. But Dawson Knox, yo, what do you think? He's just great offense. He's not a super talent or anything, but right place at the right time. Every week now he's catching touchdowns. Hopefully, I'm hoping because I picked him up in one league that he pulls the Robert Tunyon. And even though it's a fluke, mm -hmm. He just somehow keeps scoring every week. It's possible. And, or at least having a big play. He's open when he needs them, and that's uh, the big thing. He's not going to get seven, eight, nine targets, six, seven, eight receptions a game. He's probably going to settle in with, like, high of four or three receptions. But they're big chunk plays, man. Like, they're huge chunks, and half the yeah. time he's slipping into the end zone. Very similar to Robert Tunyon. Yeah. Robert Tunyon's having a very slow start to the year, but like he's the same type of guy. Yeah, yeah. We're talking. I feel like we're, we're talking Robert Tunyon last year. I feel like they're very hot, cold type of guys. And Dawson Knox is running extremely hot right now. Yeah, and at the tight end position, that's all you can ask for if you don't have Kelsey Waller, who's even slowed down a bit. Uh, Mark Andrews up and down. Kittle on IR, so fuck, man. Uh, I'm happy to have Dawson. Honestly, I don't even you never consider know. any of them locks except for Waller and Kelsey. I don't believe in Mark Andrews. Kittle has been absolutely dog shit. Like, he's probably going to get more yards and touchdowns on the IR than he would on the field. But 
Yeah, so you came around to my side last year because I remember you were on the... Well, you were obviously on the Gronk wagon, but then uh, people that didn't want to give it to Kelsey for whatever reason because they were a Gronk fan or whatever tried to pass the mantle to fucking Kittle. Oh, he's such a good blocker. Like, let's let's just double check that everyone has canceled that noise out. We, we all are in agreement that Kelsey's the number one tight end and has been for a handful of years, right? Well, yeah, with Gronk out with his rib injury currently, I'll give it to Kelsey. <laughs> um, serious question. In the especially last night is travis kelsey being underused by the kansas city chiefs right now i'd say so last last week especially but yeah there it seems like teams are making a conscious effort to take tyree kill out mm-hmm. in the last few weeks which means you should be able to go to kelsey underneath more often so I don't know. I, I feel your pain, though. <clears throat> uh, you have Mahomes, and so you're frustrated. It's your first time having him, and you're watching the games, and you're like, why the fuck is Mahomes trying to push the ball too hard downfield? I think it's because they have no running game, and their defense is trash, and Mahomes is just always looking for that explosive play. Which would be all the more reason to slow down the offense and stay on the field longer. Like... Currently, there's yep. nothing worse for the Chiefs than a short drive to put their undermanned defense out. Missing Chris Jones, just got Frank Clark back. Already a, a weak defense to begin with. Don't get me started on Sorensen. Like, it's just a terrible defense through and through. So, why are you rushing them back out there all the time by trying to do too much? I think it's honestly just because Clyde Edwards-Alaire isn't that dude, man. They can't, like, if you can't rush the ball, you can't necessarily slow the game down. You have to be able to fucking <clears throat> get five yards, not fucking bounce off these guys and get negative yardage half the damn time. I think it's time they uh, they go out into the free agent market and pull someone off the couch, man. Like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did <laughs> Richard Sherman because their defense is falling apart as well. Yeah, well, I'm hoping Daryl Williams, he's got two to three weeks to prove himself here. So I'd be interested to see if he's successful. Uh, what happens when Clyde is healthy again? Because he he really ain't that dude. And I forget where I heard this, but it was something about like when you draft that running back too high, you kind of try to force it and, not, and be like, no, no, the pick wasn't a waste. But it's seriously, I don't know, man. He, he ain't it. Yeah, uh, Bills Mafia though. Shout out. Are they the favorite to win the AFC? I'm not jumping to any conclusions after Week Five. I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Chargers. It's funny because they just seem to be winning those close games that they were always losing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still think the Chiefs can fucking find a way to salvage this. They got to get Chris Jones back, and I don't know, man. I'm not going to write them off just yet. I think the Chiefs are in big-time trouble. I think the alarm is sounding over there. Uh, two and three for the Kansas City Chiefs is something we're not used to in the Mahomes era, and honestly, he doesn't look good when his back's up against the wall, man. Got to say. Must have been something Tom yeah, Brady said to him at the end of the Super Bowl. 
let's not have short memories here, man. We've seen him like in the Super Bowl two years ago, coming back from that deficit. We've seen him do some ridiculous shit coming from behind. That whole playoff run, remember? They kept going down double digits. Mm-hmm. So they need to go get Damian Five from Chicago and bring the band back together. <laughs> yeah. Or fuck it. Okay. Yeah. Who? This is a pretty off topic. It has nothing to do with the Chiefs. Who is the most underused asset in the NFL? And obviously, like our brains immediately okay. go to fantasy. But who do you think has the supreme skill to be an absolute star and is just completely underused? Okay, well, thinking about it for 10 seconds, the first one that comes to mind is Alexander Madison. Because when Dalvin Cook is healthy, he's literally just in there to let Dalvin catch his breath once in a while. But we see that he clearly, the last two weeks, he can handle the workload. I think he had like, what, 25 carries or something insane or receiving touchdown. Back-to-back weeks, uh, putting the team on his back. So he'd obviously be a fucking stud on another team. Like, at least give him some Kareem Hunt type of role, you know? Like, Dalvin's always getting hurt, uh, which would kind of suck for fantasy if both of them are getting, like, an equal workload. But he he's proven now that he can be the dude. Yeah, so at the beginning of the season when we were doing our top fives, you had Dalvin Cook, cream of the crop, right? Was he number one? I can't remember. But this was my worry with McCaffrey. Is that this always happens. He'll always miss a game or two. And eventually, like you just said, the Minnesota Vikings are going to catch on and be like, Jesus Christ, Alexander Madison can do everything that Dalvin Cook does. To an extent. So my most underused asset in the NFL, and it drives me absolutely insane, Goes by the name of Miles Sanders, an elite elite running back when given the opportunity. Two years ago, or maybe it was last year, but he had an insane fantasy stretch run in the playoffs where Carson Wentz, where he went absolutely nuclear. Drafted as an RB1 last year. You know, he did his thing, a little bit underwhelming. Jalen Hurts completely takes the job over. This year, it was time for a new regime in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. And now, a man by the name of Kenneth Gainwell is getting touches. When Miles Sanders is touching the ball 11 times in the backfield last week, you're losing games. You're three and you're two and three, and Miles Sanders is touching the ball around eleven to twelve times a game. It's absolutely insane. Miles Sanders, get him the football. Yeah, I feel that. I had him last year. Huge letdown. And I don't think it's the skill. I don't think it's a lack of skill, but I don't know. Philly doesn't seem to want to buy into him fully. It's frustrating for sure if you have him. Absolutely. That's all I had. I had to get that off my chest about one my, my man, Miles Sanders. You got anything left for sports? <laughs> um, Kyrie, get vaccinated so we can enjoy this proper full Nets roster. Or don't. Damn it. And, you know, 
deal with the consequences because you're already going to do it. And honestly, James Harden's going to leave if you keep fucking around. Nah, I think Harden and Durant, they believe they can do it without Kyrie. But I was just hyped. This, like, we only got less than like 15 games with all three of them last year. Mm-hmm. And because the Lakers created the super team, I need like to feel some confidence that someone can take them down in the finals if that were to happen. And I feel like with Kyrie on the nets, I'd be able to just relax about my stress of the Lakers winning at all, you know? Well, only time will tell. I don't think he's getting vaccinated. He's going to miss a lot, a lot of basketball. Yeah, someone needs to fucking get through to him. Seventeen million he's leaving on the table. God damn. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up this episode of the bunt. Thank you for listening. Go!